Hey everybody, welcome back to Bottom of the Glass. I'm Cody. Um, we are gonna get into the Capital City murders a little bit today. Unresolved. So May 25th, 1968. Yep. Christine Rothschild entered the University of Wisconsin in 1967, living... What? May 25th, 1968. This must be when she got into the university. Christine Rothschild entered the University of Wisconsin in 1967, living in Anne Emery Hall, room 119. Rothschild wanted to become a journalist upon graduation. She was an attractive young woman, who fucking cares, with long blondish brown hair and often spent her summers modeling for department store catalogs. Cool. Ooh, got them Calvin Kleins on. Phil Van Valkenburg was moving into the was moving into the bushes alongside Sterling Hall to knock on a window so a friend would let him in when he came across Rothschild's body. She had been stabbed 14 times in the neck and chest. Several ribs were broken. She had been strangled by a strip of lining from her coat and both upper and lower jawbones were broken. Mm. Her gloves were pushed into her throat. She was not sexually assaulted. Well, that's an anger crime. That's no. a hate. That's not a hate crime, but that's <laughs> crime out of anger. Crime, not of crime of passion. Correct. Yes. So that's, is that the first one? There's a couple. This, this article is very, very long. Are you looking at Reddit? Yes, sir. <laughs> Welcome to Reddit. 2010, sometime in the last five years, it was discovered that evidence in many cases has been discarded or lost by the Dane County Sheriff's Department. Surprise. Way to go, dipshits. Key evidence in the murder of Rothschild was lost. Because the homicide occurred before the UW Police Department had a facility for storing evidence, the Sheriff's Office was handling it. The lost evidence was important enough that it was sent to the FBI for testing. Bloody clothing, a bloody man's handkerchief found under Rothschild's head, a broken black umbrella that was stabbed into the ground, items that could contain the DNA of the killer. The FBI exanubed? Exanubed? Examined? <laughs> I think it's supposed to say examined. I don't know the evidence, but no one knows the location of it after it was sent back. So it got sent from the Dane County Sheriff's Office. To the FBI. To the FBI. The FBI examined it. Sent, sent it, it back, back. And now they can't find it. And they're like, uh, do you, you know what we did with that shit? That, uh, <laughs> Fuck. Did you, killings? did you throw that out? Oh, I put that in the trash there, Bob. I, <laughs> I took it out last week. I thought it was trash. <laughs> took it out with the old newspaper. <laughs> Why do they all sound like they're from the Bronx? Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> July 21st, 1976. So this is almost 10 years after. Almost. Not quite. Hmm. The charred and decomposed remains of Deborah Bennett were discovered by land assessors in a gully along Old Sock Pass Road outside Cross Plains. An autopsy revealed that Deborah had been dead for at least 10 days, but the exact, the exact cause of death was unknown. A fractured collarbone and dental records had enabled her to be ID'd. Soon after her discovery, investigators learned from friends that he, she had recently been evicted from her apartment and been staying in a room at the Cardinal Hotel in downtown Madison. A native of Ridgeway in Iowa County, Deborah had only lived in the area a short time. Investigators had no suspects and very little evidence to go on. In a strange twist, three weeks after her body was found, the key to her room was mailed to the hotel. Hmm. There was no note, return address, or any ID marks. Well. That's interesting. Extremely. I thought the FBI was involved. The FBI can find all that shit, you know? Well, maybe it's because back then we didn't have access to the testing stuff. So that's why they sent it to the uh, FBI. So the FBI wasn't actually involved. They just sent they just it did off the testing. to it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. What's the next one? Unknown 1978. Are you even looking at the article? Yeah, I'm looking at a different one now. 
A different one. Yeah. Julianne Hall. I can you get that one? I have it. I just got to find it. I don't have it. <laughs> Who do you have? Um. Well, I went to this website. I thought it was Julie Sh- Spearschneider. Tell me something. What if it wasn't one dude? Next to be killed was Julianne Hall. Yeah. 18. The library assistant at the Wisconsin Historical Society. Yeah. His body was found in a shallow grave outside of Wanakee in the summer of 1978. That's all I have on her. That's it? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Go back to Reddit. <laughs> Julianne Hall was discovered in a shallow grave along Woodland Road in Wanakee, 14 miles from the city of Madison. The victim had been dead for at least three days and was killed as a result of blunt force trauma to the head. Oh. It took investigators nearly two days to ID the body. According to the Hall's friend... Oh, Jesus. The Hall's... According to Hall's friends... Weeks earlier, on May 1st, 1978, Julie had secured a job as an assistant on the university campus. She was last seen on a Friday night when she went out to a local pub, Main King Tap. There were no suspects and no evidence pointing towards the killer. Hmm. Okay. So March 27th. 1979. Julie Spearschneider. Spearschneider. Disappeared. Uh... March 27, 1979. According to bystanders, she had spent most of the evening at the 602 Club, a bar at 602 University Avenue, when she decided to hitchhike to a friend's house. Shortly after her disappearance, a man told police that he had picked her up, or had picked up Spearschneider, who he had recognized from media reports, along with a male companion, and dropped them off at the corner. Odd. Mm-hmm. The bystander relayed a description of the man to investigators, but they were unable to ID him. Sounds like a bunch of bullshit. Whoever picked her up probably fucking killed her. Yeah, probably. Keep going. Oh. Keep going. We'll just go back and forth. Not say 91 in Dunn, Wisconsin. Charles Bird was hiking along the Yahara River in the town of Dunn when he came across a set of remains, which were ID'd as Spearschneiders. Because of the decomposed state in which she was found, investigators were unable to determine an exact cause of death. So she disappeared in 79. And was found in 81. Damn. So it's two years after she went missing. That's a long time. Some bitch. Unknown. 1980. Uh-oh. The body of Susan Mayhew I don't know. Lemayhew. Lemayhew was found lying in a marshy area in the UW Arboretum about 150 yards from a parking lot. Hmm. A 1974 graduate of Madison's East High. While she had been called in... On December 15th, 1979, police did not initially suspect foul play and had considered the possibility that she had run off or was wandering around. An autopsy determined that she had died as a result of multiple stab wounds to the torso. Ow. Some bitch. That sucks. This dude was on a rampage. Right. All women. Mm-hmm. Brunettes. Ooh. January 2nd, 1980. Shirley Stewart disappears after leaving her job. <laughs> July 1981. The body of Shirley Stewart was discovered in a wooded area in the town of Westport. Her body was very decomposed, and the deputy coroner, Donald Scullion, was unable to establish the exact cause of death. Sounds like these people were not fucking good at their jobs. No, especially back then. I mean... Okay, what? Okay. We're going to read this. It seems like it's out of order, but... Very. November 24th, 2010... So this is 10 years ago. A Capital Times investigation found that of that of 10 unsolved murders being investigated by the Dane County Sheriff's Office, the Madison Police Department and University of Wisconsin Police Department existing before DNA 
decades, at least four have been diluted by the botched place of evidence. While police officials say recent advances such as barcoding and restricting access to evidence storage areas have enriched the success to keep track of items that could tie a suspect to a homicide, a lot of evidence over the years has numbered, been destroyed, and lost. Dumbasses. In the Stewart case, remains were turned over to a funeral home at an unknown time, and in 1981, a shotgun shell, thought at the time not to be connected with the case, was destroyed. Why, why, why would you fucking do that? Because they didn't think it was connected. They're but stupid. it's there. It's in the area. You keep that shit. Yeah, you put it in a box. Christ. So then cold case files comes, and they find out who it was. Like, what the fuck? Jesus. Man. July 2nd, 1982. Donna Mraz was stabbed number, numbered was stabbed numbered <laughs> numerous numerous that. times near the location of North End Camp Rattle Stadium after midnight. She was on her way home from State Street Restaurant, a diner where she worked as a waitress. The killer left her money, paycheck, and keys, and there was no indication of sexual assault. A bystander heard screamed, looked out the window, and saw Mraz running and then trip on the street. But he never saw the killer. Two years afterwards, Donna's body was exhumed to compare her teeth with bite marks of a possible suspect in prison. No arrest was made, and her suspect later died. Hmm. Hmm. Do the next one. November 17th, 1984. (laughs) Deer hunters in the town of Buena Vista found the body of a partially clad young woman in a wooded area southwest of Highway 54. Southeast. Yeah, that's what he said. (laughs) The body was eventually ID'd as that of Janet M. Rash, a University of Wisconsin student, a business major in her fourth year at UW. Rash had worked at the DBOT Center on campus. Rash was called in on October 15th, but she was last seen on October 11th, 1984, when someone dropped her off on Highway 54 in the town of Buena Vista, about two miles west of where her body was discovered. Decomposition made it difficult to determine the exact cause of death, and the coroner was unable to pinpoint the time of death, saying she could have died a week to ten days before her body was found. Hmm. Hmm. <sighs> Interesting. So, there are never any suspects mentioned at all. Mm-mm. No theories as to why these are happening. Mm-mm. Like, what the fuck? There's nothing. There's nothing. But it doesn't sound like the police were like, <coughs> really give a shit. Doesn't sound like it, does it? No, they were just like, oh, oh some bitch just died. So, like, do you think it was a classmate of theirs? I, I don't know. Because they keep, it's, how some, many of them got rides? Like, there was like three of them, right? They got rides from somebody. I have no idea. Yeah. There's, <sighs> here you go. There's some pictures. Okay. That's a Rothschild. Looks like a dude in a wig. <laughs> My doctor barking. I apologize. Oh, that's, I guess that's nothing. So. All right. Never mind. <laughs> well, that was one of them. Yeah. There's uh, quite a few cold cases here, I guess. There's a shit ton. Who was Viola? I don't know. Who was she? On October 4th, October, on the 4th of October, 2001, a boots containing human bones oh. were found in a meadow in the small city of 
Cavallera, Italy. Ooh. The rest of the body was found hidden in a hole in the woods. It was quickly determined that the bones belonged to a young woman who sadly had met foul play. The young woman who was described as being white of European origin was killed by a single stab wound to the lower abdomen and had been in that hole in the woods for at least three to six years, Holy shit. placing her time of death between 1995 and 1998. <laughs> when she was discovered, she was only wearing size 37 leather boots. It must be a European measurement. <laughs> and bras that investigators she, were able to find she said really big feet. out that were produced after mid-1995. So that corroborates her time of death. Sure. Also, some jewelry was found on her or near her, including a round wristwatch, wristwatch, oh, wristwatch? wristwatch with a rubber strap, three gold-colored earrings. Two of them were shaped like a flower. Mm-hmm. Okay. The young woman is described as white female, Southern European origin, between the ages of 20 and 25, around 160 to 165 meters tall, but sadly her weight couldn't be determined due to her body skeletonizing. She had normal body, whatever. After her discovery, authorities started working to identify her. Soon they were able to find a number of witnesses who claimed that the victim could have been a young Albanian prostitute oh. using the name Viola who had disappeared around 1995. Mm-hmm. At that time, Viola claimed that she was 23 years old. She had been arrested in Milan and may have also went to the Tuscany and Emilia regions as well. I see. In Milan, she often went to the Pizza Duca d'Asta Diosta. It's my favorite place in Milan. <laughs> the Vio Vittor Pisani and the Grand Bar Cafe at the train station. So the real question now is, who is this girl? Do you believe that uh, Jane? Say, who the fuck is Jane? Jane Dale. Right, Jane is not mentioned once Isn't in this it? whole thing. Wouldn't that be Jane Doe? Because you don't know. So, and then all of a sudden, so the real question now is, who is this girl? Do you believe that Viola and Jane Doe? Oh, I didn't read far enough. Jane Doe are the same person. Why she is identified with so much info for her? For her, this must be a translation article. Oh. She's killed by her pimp. Oh, her pimp or a client? Huh? Her pimp. Well then. You should, uh, we should talk about the Black Dahlia. The Black Dahlia? Isn't there like a fuck ton of information on that? Yeah, a whole lot. Oh, uh, for everybody wondering, it looks like uh, the old spaceship just launched in the outer space. Yeah, it was successful. It looks that way. Ooh. Cool. Ah. Uh, nice. Hopefully yeah. it makes it. Black Dahlia, a.k.a. Elizabeth Short. Mm-hmm. The Black Dahlia Elizabeth Short was an aspiring actress who wanted to be famous more than anything else in the world. She never could have imagined, though, how she would have earned it as a victim of a brutal murder that haunted America for decades. Decades. On January 15th, 1947, a young woman and her three-year-old daughter stumbled upon the body of 22-year-old Elizabeth Short. She was horribly mutilated lying in the grass of a Los Angeles residential neighborhood. Her body was completely chopped in half. The two pieces of her, her body were about a foot apart. Her intestines intestines had been removed, folded up, and then shoved back into her guts. Oh, boy. Yep. There were ligature marks on her wrists. Pieces of her skin had been removed, and her body had been completely drained of blood. Perhaps the worst part, though, was her face. The killer had cut it open from the corner of both sides of her mouth to her ears, permanently etching a Joker-like smile on the young woman's face. Hmm. One week later, an editor at the Los Angeles Examiner received a call from someone claiming to be the murderer. He kept souvenirs. He said he'd been sending them 
he'd be sending them over in the mail. He made good on his promise. Four days later, four days later, a postal worker pulled out a letter addressed to the examiner. Inside was Elizabeth Short's birth certificate, business cards, photographs, and her address book. But like so many other famous murders, this one's ensuing chaotic midi- media circus only obscured the investigation. The police oh, were overrun. Kind of like COVID. <laughs> the police were overrun with too many tips to filter the truth from the lies. They interviewed twelve possible suspects and listened to more than sixty others who tried to insist that they were the killers, but never managed to make a single arrest. Lovely. Here's another detail. So that lower half of her body, mm-hmm. that was a foot away from the upper, mm-hmm. her intestines had been tucked neatly beneath her butt. Oh. Her corpse was posed with her hands over her head, her elbows bent at right angles, and her legs spread apart. Whoa. Yeah. Um, creepy. An autopsy of Short's body was performed on January 16th, 1947 by Frederick Newbar, the Los Angeles County coroner. Newbar's autopsy report stated that Short was five foot five, weighed 115 pounds, light blue eyes, brown hair, and badly decayed teeth. There were ligature marks on her ankles, wrists, and neck, and, his, and an irregular laceration with superficial tissue loss on her right breast. Newbar also noted superficial lacerations on the right forearm, left upper arm, and the lower left side of the chest. So, yeah, her body was literally cut in half half by a technique taught in the 1930s called a hemocorporectomy. What the fuck? The lower half of her body had been removed by transecting the lumbar spine between the second and third lumbar vertebrae, thus severing the intestine at the duodenum. Okay. Newbar's report noted very little bruising along the incision line, suggesting it had been performed after death. So they did it after she was already. But it sounds like this dude, whoever did it, had medical training. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. But and how did they just dump her in a residential fucking neighborhood? Because it was uh, undeveloped at the time. It wasn't very. There wasn't a lot of people around. But yeah, that's a huge case. I like. There's oh, been Jesus. movies and shit all about it. God damn. Mm. We're going to have to do some real research on this one. Do an actual episode Just on it? Just do a whole episode on the Black Dahlia. Yeah, there's some fucked up shit. I'm huh? okay with that. There's pictures and shit. We'll be looking into those. Yep. <clears throat> That'd be gross. Here's a death certificate you can look at. You can always talk, uh, talk about how... Well, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. We're only at 20 minutes, yo. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, there's more. The Zodiac Killer, Phantom Killer of Texarkana. Those all need, like, their own episodes. Actual episodes. John Benet Ramsey. That one needs its own episode, because I remember there's a lot to that there's one. There's a lot to all of those. Like, there's a fuck ton. You could just do a shorts episode about, like, murders, and then we'll just go into, like, a murder series what we should do is we should try and solve oh, one of these oh yeah yeah all right which one i don't know <laughs> the zodiac killer yeah good luck <laughs> fucking everybody and their mom has been trying to solve that one never been able to nope that's a weird one too that's a cool one i mean not cool what he did but like <laughs> it was it's, pretty the, cool. it's super interesting the way things played out and the way he like fucked with the media and like oh, he left was, articles and newspapers that people had to decipher. And whoever it was was a he really or she. fucking smart person. Yeah. Like extremely Stupid smart. smart. Obviously, they never got caught. Yeah. The FBI was even looking for mm-hmm. them. Like, 
Fuck. This was also back in 19... Oh, shit. This was a while ago. When the fuck was that? 1980? Uh, 1990? I don't remember. Oh, jeez. I was a little late. 1960s to the early 70s. For the Zodiac? Yeah. I mean, here's a picture of who... My journey to find me, Gary Stewart, author of a new Zodiac killer, killer book. Why the killer was his father. Really? So Gary Stewart's dad. This dude thinks it was his dad. Well, they had a they had a fucking a, a sketch of what the guy looked like. Yeah, I'm looking at look at. Oh, that's I'm looking. So that's the dude's dad. Oh shit! Pretty damn close. That is extremely very close. close. But again, Ted Cruz also kind of looks like him too. So. Right, right, right. Here's this other old guy that could possibly be him too. I mean, you just can't fucking be sure. <laughs> As a very old guy. But they they said though they somebody had saw him once, right, with the with the burlap sack on his fucking head or something. Uh, there's a drawing of it. <laughs> yeah, he wore a sack and had fucking sunglasses on. Um. Who knows? Maybe it wasn't just one person, though. You think it was like a cult? Maybe. Yeah, I'd not be surprising. Maybe there was like one guy kind of orchestrating the whole thing and he had other people doing like stuff uh, for him. Like Manson? Kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe it wasn't just one person. Maybe it was just made to look like one person to make the whole thing more confusing and harder to figure out. They did good, you know, so... There's that. Well, we'll have to do an episode on fucking Zodiac Killer. Oh, did you see his cipher? Which one? One of his letters he wrote. No. Oh, Ted Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck that. Trying to decipher that, some bitch. Have I, they ever been able to decipher that? I thought they did a couple of them. Maybe not. I don't know how you would though. They're wingdings. <laughs> wingdings. Yeah, Has know. anybody ever tried to type that in and just in copy it and change the font? <laughs> Maybe. Oh jeez. This is the Zodiac speaking. I am the murderer of the taxi driver over by Washington Street and Maple Street last night. To prove this, whore is a bloodstained piece of his shirt. Oh, to prove this here, terrible handwriting. Here is a blood-stained piece of his shirt. I am the same man who did in the people in the in the Mouth Bay area, North Bay. Dude, you have terrible handwriting. Oh, I see that. The San Francisco police could have caught me last night if they had. If they had what? It's the only picture I got. Um, where were you? Uh, biography.com slash news slash Zodiac killer murder identity. Oh no, this is a different one. This is the Zodiac speaking. I'm still out here and oh, maybe this is the same one. Can crack proof? I want you to know about my latest slaves that I have collected about two weeks ago up by Summitster, California. I'll give you a clue to help you with the mystery. They were killed by a freeway. The blue meanies almost caught me. 
The body count is growing, now 100 plus, all over the state of California and Nevada. Hmm. Nevada? N-A. I know there's a bunch of theories about it. There's a ton, isn't there? Like, maybe he got arrested on something else and died in prison and never talked. Or he was older and ended up were getting sick and dying so you could never catch him because like didn't he just shut off yeah that was it just quit just boom nothing have you watched american horror story yeah have you seen the one where like the zodiac killer was actually all those women no no they pretend they were all zodiac killer and see a see? group of women see? never even saw it yeah. theories there's another one that says this is the zodiac speaking i'm rather unhappy because you people will not wear some nice buttons so I now have a little less starting with the women plus her baby that I gave a rather interesting ride to a couple hours one evening a few months back that ended in my burying her cat where I found them, her car where I found them. <laughs> he didn't write very well, did he? No, very terrible penmanship. It's got to make it it's, easy. It's got to be a guy, though. I think based off the mannerisms he used in his uh, letters and shit, they determined it was a dude. Mm. They were able to kind of make that assumption. We haven't really gotten very far, Rob. That's true. We haven't solved anything. I think we're well on our way. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should try and get what? pick it, pick something that actually has a ton of information. That's not the Zodiac. It's not the Zodiac because we ain't going to fucking solve it. But let's go. I'll look for it. I'll pick a different one. Well, we're not going to do it on right now. No, no. But I'm just want to look. If anybody knows of any that you want us to look at, let us know. Yeah. Send us some shit. Bottom.otg at gmail.com. Facebook. Twitter. Which I won't ever see. Instagrams. What else are we on? Everything. We're on everything. Everything. YouTube. Everything. Fucking motherfucking YouTube. But only once in a while. Yeah, true. Because it only auto uploads once a month. Oh, yeah. To YouTube. Could do John Bonet. John Bonet. That one be hard too, though, huh? How would that one be hard? If they know who the killer is, what do we have to solve? They don't know who the killer is. Then what is John Bonet? John Bonet Ramsey? Yeah. They thought it was her parents, but they couldn't prove it. Her name was John? Yeah. Jean Bonet Ramsey. Her name, her name was John. Yeah. Look it up. Jeez. It's like, it's Jean, it's spelled Jean. I don't know how to fucking spell this. Fucking French people. It's John Bonet, like. John, John Bonet Ramsey. Oh, she's a child. Yeah. Jan Bennett. <laughs> Jan Bennett Ramsey. <laughs> Shit. Well, this episode died real fast. You know, I don't know. Fuck it. We'll call it a shots episode. Fuck it. Why not? We'll do a real one. Maybe not we, today, but probably not today because this is our third episode now on uh on murders. On murders, we'll pick one. Yep. Maybe we'll put a poll up. Oh, that's a good idea. Give it. Give people a chance to Tell get involved. Yeah, since they never fucking do. It's fine. We're not doing it for you. We're doing it for us. 
I'm gonna murder some We're butterflies. We need to fly. Let me spread my wings. We're peacocks. Let us fly. And with that, we'll see you in the next